1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard Stephen Gerrard says he needs to know who's in and who's out for Rangers Against Celtic after being held by Hibs A seven goal thriller in Aberdeen sees Celtic come out on top But could Kieran Tierney miss the old firm game And the war of words between Derek McInnes and Craig Levine continues I'm Gordon Duncan, joining me tonight is Gordon DL and Mark Wilson What a day we had yesterday Gordon, such drama and pitaudry, you know, a seven goal thriller, Celtic snatching it at the end, Rangers then being pegged back, we had the tables come up as it stands, changing in the afternoon, what a fantastic day, managers fighting um, with Levine and Derek McInnes, that adds its own um, excitement and drama and it's all set up perfectly for the weekend, Rangers v Celtic, if Rangers win, it takes them level in points and show they have made significant progress under Steven Gerrard If Celtic won It shows they are once again the dominant side And will be hard to catch this season It is all set up for a fantastic Saturday Yeah, looking forward to it Gordon I was at Rangers Hibs yesterday Rangers fans um, really disappointed Especially second half Great opportunity at home Put the real pressure on Celtic They knew that Celtic had won With some bit of uh, time still to go Ibrox uh, but all credit to Neil Lennon and the Hibs. Uh, they played very well, and I think they deserved their point. But it all leads up to two sleeps now, and then we're looking at the big game. I'm going on Saturday, and I cannot wait. Yes, the countdown to the big one on Saturday is officially on. So let's hear from you, 01419511025. On Twitter, we are at Clyde SSB. And there is talking points all across the league, as Mark Wilson says. So fans of all teams, let us know what you made of your team's performance and result yesterday. How does it set you up for the weekend? How does it set you up for the end of the calendar year? Let us know, 01419511025. And on Twitter, we are at Clyde SSB. SB um, Mark Wilson Just a couple of days Before that game what's, what's the build up Like then A couple of days out From a Celtic Rangers game Rangers Celtic There's a bit of nerves A bit of oh, Listen of course A bit of nerves Gordon I, I think this fixture Was my favourite You know like The Celtic Rangers one And people say the first one You know Get a feel for The opponents And the new signings And maybe the last one Where the league title Might depend on the result I always loved the New Year fixture. There was just something special. Chatting the other day about the Boxing Day fixtures, which was great, you know, this it's well attended. But the New Year one was just, uh, uh, you know, it, it came with its own atmosphere. And, you know, usually at this time, you've got a block of games that you're concentrating on. But as soon as the Celtic and Rangers players got the Aberdeen and Hibs game out of the way, there's no doubt about it. The nerves would have kicked in. Preparation, um, it'll be at an all-time high just now. I know the players may have done a cool-down. But there's no doubt they would have been watching videos, walking through things perhaps in the training field after uh, after their little warm down, and it's just uh, it's just a great occasion to be involved in. And I think the fans love it as well. I think there's always a special atmosphere. I know there's only going to be 800 Celtic fans at Ibrox, but it still will be an electric atmosphere. Yeah, that that's the thing that you know. On Saturday will be completely different. First time ever. Usually the Celtic fans get the full stand. I must say. And give credit. Uh, I've I've given credit to Celtic uh, supporters at Celtic Park. The noise in the atmosphere at Ibrox on Wednesday was absolutely incredible, Gordon. And if you th- if I thought that was you know that bad, I, c- 
can't wait for Saturday And as Mark said there What 700, 800 Celtic fans Will be stuck in the corner Hoping they can celebrate after a game But I'm just I'm looking for a build up I'm looking for everything And Mark there touching on About the New Year game and all that Nervous player Who knows a nervous driver <laughs> <laughs> That's a bit of a private joke between Don't these two this, is, uh, this, is, this goes all back to Mark Wilson's tipping habits When he gets a takeaway As has been well publicised <laughs> you, you know If you listen the, to the show on Saturday Or if you've seen the Mean Tweets video You know where the tipping thing started? Two years ago yeah. when I started this show and no, it was no, no, the problem is The Tim hasn't started That's how the nervous <laughs> driver's after you Right, let's hear from you 0141-951-1025 Twitter is at Clyde SSB What is on your mind? There must be something on your mind In between two massive games yesterday And then coming up on Saturday Stephen Gerrard says he needs to His Rangers players to pick themselves up And be ready for Saturday It was of course a late equaliser for Hibs yesterday Settling for a draw And the Ibrox boss says it should have been three points I'm not going to sit here and pretend we played amazing football but we still got ourselves in a, a really healthy position taking the lead uh, we're at home and we're still creating chances but when you don't take them chances or you haven't got that quality to go and kill the game off uh, sometimes that can come back to haunt you and that's what's happened got two options here we, we feel sorry for ourselves and mope round and sit in silence or we, we regroup and we pull ourselves together for 90 minutes of football coming up huge game yeah, and I need to know in the next 24 hours who's in and who's not. Connor Goldson was the latest player to join the mounting injury list at Rangers. Uh, Gerard says he is hoping players will step up for the game on Saturday. Sometimes you've got to dig deep into the reserves and sometimes you've got to play through. Uh, if the injury doesn't allow you to do that, you know, tell me. Look at me in the eye and say, look, I'm, I, I can't do it. And then we go with what we've got. But... Um, Sometimes you've got to go into football matches and, and, and play through a little bit of pain, and especially when the the magnitude of the game that's coming up. You know we're going to have fifty odd thousand people here rolling us on, so I need to know who's on board and who's not. If you're not, fair enough. Uh, I understand. I respect your decision, but I need to know who's with me and who's not. Uh, you were there. What, yeah. what did you make of it? Now that the the, the the immediate aftermath is sort of settled down, you've had time to think about it, watch it back. I don't particularly agree with the Rangers manager saying that they deserve to win out with the amount of chances. I thought second half, Hibs probably bossed the game. I thought Rangers made the game too open, Gordon. And we looked at, uh, was it Boyle at the back post? What a great opportunity to get all three points. I thought it was a nervy performance second half for, from Rangers. I really do. After getting off to a good start, Morelos' goal, he's talking about injuries there. Well, he says that people have got to tell him you know, look me in the eye. I couldn't understand why he couldn't see that Connor Goldstein should never have come back out the tunnel in a million years. He gets helped off the park, he comes back onto the park, and he can hardly put any weight in his ankle. The players obviously said, though, you know, give it 10 minutes, let me yeah, see, I, I yeah. want to carry on. Gordon, you can tell after two minutes, the boy, even the Rangers players were over at the dugout saying, look, we can. All see that this guy's not fit. I couldn't believe the medical stuff. I really couldn't. Because I know what you're saying. Some people say, give it five minutes, see if it eases up. Or get him off the park, get him ice. Rangers have got big uh, troubles in Saturday. They've got a right few injuries. I know that Celtic have got key players missing as well. But I think with the size of the squad that Celtic's got, the quality of the squad Celtic's got, they can afford two or three. I don't think Rangers can afford two or three of their best players to be missing, especially in such an important game. And, I mean, the thing with Golson, do you think Gerard has been hesitant to play <coughs> Katic in? Because he's going to have to. I mean, well, 
Well, it could be Macaulay uh, and Waddle. It could be Macaulay and Waddle. But, I mean, I don't know if he fancies yeah, I've heard any Ma- of the three I- of them. I've heard Macaulay's struggling a little bit as well. He'll just hope that the guys can say, look, I'll get through this. We've been there, Mark. Sometimes the manager come to you and say, look, can you give me 70 minutes? Yeah. Can you give me 80 minutes or whatever? We'll get a two-week break. Depends on how sore or how fit they're. I'll be astonished if Golson comes on the park and... I don't know if it was a case of he was a bit nervous of putting Katic <laughs> on and he was trying to give Goldstone every opportunity. But everybody in the pitch could, and even the stands could clearly see the boy was injured. He wasn't fit th- to play. I think Rangers have got problems all across that back four. I mean, if you look at their centre-halves, you've got one injured. If McCauley's struggling, you know, that's a doubt. Then you've got Worrell who hasn't really proven himself. The right-back Tavernier... Great going forward Defensively again I, I, I looked at it yesterday Thought poor times Again That's a real problem uh, The left back situation Just Leaves me baffled Why You look at Andy Halliday At the back post Who's Similar heights to me 5 foot 10 Something like that Out jumped by McGregor I would say there was a better chance Of Wallace defending that You know a guy who's 6 foot odds Defending that Okay McGregor's good in there But there's still a better chance And against Celtic who, whose wine men are Forrest and Sinclair and Christie I, I just think Tavernier And if it's Halliday or Flanagan Will struggle I, with the pace and movement of those. I, I don't think Halliday yesterday I've, I've got to say He's in a position that It's not his natural position He gives everything he's got Yes he get caught at the back post But that can happen to him Because McGregor's very good in there First and foremost The cross shouldn't have come in You should try and close that down Great finish from McGregor you're on about Wallace. I like Wallace. I can't understand. I know the situation happened, but the new manager come in. I can't understand that the last game he started was September 2017. He come on for 60 minutes against St Johnston. Now, we don't know the effect of that because he'd probably be in a sore lad the next day. See, I heard you saying that yesterday. Do you think there's a chance that he perhaps then didn't play Wallace because he was sore and he would... It wants to play against the Celtic game. It could be a possibility, but I think that would be a massive gamble, Mark. And I'm not saying because I, I keep saying Wallace for me, I would play before any of them. I said for Barisic. Well, Barisic, yeah. yeah, I would play Wallace, but but he's not been playing, and for being a year out, that's a big ask. All right, so one four one nine five one one zero two five. So let's hear from you, Mark, is a Rangers fan on the line. Uh, what did you make of it yesterday, Mark? Well, I go to all the home games, and this has not just been a one-off. This has been every week the midfield's playing too deep back. There's no communication, and I think it's time for Stephen Gerrard to play two up front and use one winger. What do you think about that, Gob? Um, I said that yesterday. You can play in certain games. And the reason I'm saying it, Gordon, is because the midfield guys, in my opinion, are all the same. There's not a creative guy in there that... Can tell a, it can play a, a killing pass that opens up defences. They all go about, they, they run about, they tackle, they try and do their best. I thought they were all over the place yesterday. I thought it was crying out. Young Middleton, there's a lot of responsibility being put in this young guy's head. He's a great talent. I think that Stephen Gerrard's coming in for a bit of criticism from the Rangers fans because two things he doesn't change the formation a lot and he doesn't make his substitutions quick enough. Now that's his, you know, that's up to him. That's his choice because he's a manager of the club. But sometimes when you looked at that game yesterday, 
It was too open. A one nil would have done Rangers perfectly. The fans would have went away home happy. You don't need to have great performances just now. Get the results, get the three points, keep yourself right there because you're coming into a massive game. If he gets goals, if Celtic goes to Ibrox Park and, and beat Rangers on Saturday, I don't care and I don't want anybody to get sacked or anything. He'll come in for a lot of criticism and he's only new in the job. I don't believe that he should be removed because I think, and I said yesterday, he's got to get more transfer windows, he's got to learn the game, he's got to know the Scottish game, he needs time to bed in. But he's got to show these Rangers fans who are turning in huge numbers that he's improving. Mark on the line says, you know, he'd like to see Rangers go two up front. Mark Wilson, I mean, is that a possibility? It's something we always hear fans sort of go for. Could they afford to sacrifice a player in midfield if they come up against Celtic? I think so. I think because what Gordon says there, the three midfield players who play, especially who played the other day, are that similar that losing one of them is it going to make that much of a difference? In terms of defensively, though, any Def- chance of being overrun? Perhaps is, there is a risk of being overrun But I mean Rangers I think if Rangers sit back And, and play a defensive shape And leave Morelos up there himself Battling with two centre-halves You know Celtic will Eventually just overrun them Because that's what Celtic do I think if they stick a Lafferty and Morelos up front Candeos Brilliant going forward He does work back So he does his defensive shift And you know whoever he plays in the left you know, Gerard would have to have a word with him. I think he'd be better placed to play four four two. There's an argument because I heard Alec Ray saying yesterday to me, if he plays four four two against Celtic, he'll get absolutely done, right? Hibbs played four four two, okay, it was a diamond shape against Celtic at Easter Road. Two up top and they won mm-hmm. the game. Mm-hmm. I would I wouldn't be worried if Tierney's out, I wouldn't be too worried about Lustig and as a Geary or maybe a Johnny Hayes on the left flank I think it'd be a good opportunity He won't do it But I think it'd be a good opportunity Mark on the line, do you want to come back in? Hi Yes, my other point was as well I'm actually starting to think now That Morelis will be going in January And they'll bring that guy up for Liverpool, Solanke Just to ask Gordon Dale about that one Because I read the Rangers website tonight And Morelis says he wants to go down to England I mean these were quotes I don't think that was the Rangers website These were quotes that came from a, an interview in Colombia Gordon, this goes back to last week Stephen Gerrard's adamant He's not for sale We accept that every player has their price and all the rest of it But you can imagine he would be desperate to keep him Especially what he's <laughs> contributing at the moment Yeah, he's, you take Morelos and you take McGregor out of that team And you look at a very average team Gordon um, McGregor has been so important But Morelos this year He's causing all sorts of problems. I was delighted for the boy. I did say he would score because I watched him against Hibs at Easter Road and everything, he made his own chances and he just couldn't put the ball in the back of the net. Yesterday, one ball through the middle and so confident, great finish pass to goalkeeper. He's a, he, I think he's a handful for MD. Stephen Gerrard would be de- mm. devastated if he lost him. Uh, on Twitter at Clyde SSB, Mac is on and he says, Mark Wilson isn't even five foot ten with heels on. He's not happy with your your, your assessment <laughs> you of your own height on there. I no. think he does, yeah. Well, ah, no, no, I'm in real life I'm five foot ten, stroke eleven. What, what are you in no, no real more. life? <laughs>
Do you know the thing is Standing here You definitely are But it just seems funnier To keep this going That you're not And that you're oh, lying about listen, I'm definitely the tallest In this room So that that's, that's true nice, Yes 0141951102 On the phone's Twitter Is at Clyde SSB If you want to talk about The height of the pundits Football Anything else <laughs> That may be on your mind Keep it coming Charlie's also a Rangers fan On the line Hi Charlie How you doing Gordon? Good thanks What's on your mind tonight? I was at the game The Rangers game um, My opinion here is um, Hibs were up for it right at the start uh, The first 10 minutes I think Hibs could have took the lead Believe it or not I don't know if Gordon agrees with that Yeah they had, the, they had a good chance I think it was Heinemann that should have Probably hit the, t- the target with the header If he hits the target then he's asking McGregor To make a good save But fortunate enough for Rangers out and past the post uh, but the ball, as, you, as you've seen Gordon I don't think the ball came out of the, the, their half uh, Their side of the half for about 10 minutes Their side of the half for about 10 minutes First 10 minutes and I say to myself, this is unbelievable. Uh, and the thing is, the Celtic game coming up, you know the last game we played, we, we, the Rangers were caught in the, the headlights. Uh, if they're going to have the same thing again, uh, it's just going to be the same scenario. Um, but um, as far as I'm concerned, uh, you were talking about looking at videos and all that, right? See, um, Gerard, you should be getting that one, uh, wherever it is, and I brought it somewhere, maybe we know it. Uh, he might be flung in a bin to tell you to uh, The one with Murphy He uh, lost in the game 3-2 And um, Celtic get a man sent off That was the occasion That near enough every Rangers supporter Thought we were going to beat them that day And uh, We ended up getting beat 3-2 uh, And as I say uh, You know the rest um, But that uh, video uh, could, Gerard could maybe learn something For that He has a look at it uh, but, um, but that's been uh, We had a lot of, A good run Of good games then That must took us I can't remember You probably know better than me How many games we won Before we played Celtic that day uh, was there, It was a better run of games With Murphy Than we've had With Gerard. I do remember the mindset At the time That was the one that was really built up You know A, lot, a lot of belief out there That perhaps Rangers could do something in the fixture it ended up being a you know a cracking game as well started well didn't um, they that afternoon I, I don't know I mean we always hear about these games you know form goes out the window does it I don't know you've you played in them is that true or is that uh, just a phrase people um, band around no quite often it does you I think would, it does I would, yeah I would agree mm. sometimes I, I mean I remember playing in many of these games where we were by far the better team getting into it especially in the, the era where Walter Smith came back and Rangers many a time just sat and, and got the goal and we could do nothing about it um, So I think there's an element of it um, In terms of what Charlie's saying about the video I, Going back to years I was more talking about analysing things But see what he's saying there I always remember We got beat from Rangers one time And uh, it was a few games later And Gordon Strachan pulled out a video And it was of Rangers beating us at Ibrox And beating us convincingly And he actually pointed out some things And just says make sure this never Ever happens again Kind of what Charlie's saying there About that afternoon 3-2 Where Rangers Probably should have got something Out of that game And it stuck with us And it did work for us Now I'm not saying it'll work For this Rangers team But We things like that You know Give reminders to players Who played that day mm. And I reckon How many Maybe a, a few Are still at Rangers Would have played in that day Tavernier Was Halliday involved In the squad And round about that So We things like that Are gentle reminders And for the, the new guys It just shows them what can happen if you suspect 
you know, you've won the game because there was a period that Rangers were well on top in that game, but Celtic turned it so quickly. How do you assess Rangers' home form going into this, Gordon? Because it's clearly much better than it was last season, and in fact, mm-hmm. it looked earlier in the season like they were going to be extremely strong at home. Um, perhaps more recently, the, the last three top six teams to come have obviously been Hibs, Aberdeen, and Kilmarnock. You know, and two of them were draws and. And one was a, a defeat Aberdeen, to Aberdeen yeah. So uh, the home form maybe not as good now As it, as it was at the start of the season yeah, uh, yeah, I think there's something missing just now um, I, I will say And I'll, you know, I, I'd say before The atmosphere And the noise at Ibrox Just now is incredible cause of supporters And sometimes I think players Find it very hard to handle that I don't know if it's because there's not a settled team I watched them at the beginning of the season at Ibrox and they were on fire they were scoring early goals they were going right at teams they were looking for you know big scores they were playing quick football that seems to have mm. gone just now Gordon they need it back for Saturday want to hear from you on 01419511025 and we're going to get the thoughts of Brendan Rogers next Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's personal injury solicitors a team that gets results every week talk to thompsons.com Gordon DL and Mark Wilson here with me, Gordon Duncan, and tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Keen to hear from you on your team's performance and result yesterday, and of course to the big games coming up on Saturday. None more so than the one at Ibrox between Rangers and Celtic. Just in case you you haven't heard, in case you've been living under a rock for the last six months, uh, let's hear from Brendan Rodgers. He says they more than deserve the three points after the four three win in Aberdeen. Uh, he says Willie Collum was wrong to award the Dons a second penalty but shows the character uh, they have to get the win It was a very good game I thought we thoroughly deserved to win I thought we had good control uh, for large parts of the game scored a very very good first goal gave away a daft penalty which we shouldn't concede and obviously not quite so much for the rest of the first half but then second half we had a better positioning we said at half time and our positioning in the game needed to be better I don't think it was a penalty when Graham fell over and probably at 4-2 probably as a reflection of the game it's a brilliant result for us and a very good performance against a team that you know I've, I've always said in my time here Derek's done a brilliant job here he makes, makes them very competitive they always make it difficult for us home or away Hamden wherever it is but we really earned the victory with a very good performance so Scott Sinclair grabbed a hat trick uh, Roger says the winger and Odson Edward made a big difference um, Rogers did also give an update on Kieran Tierney and admits he has a bit of a doubt for the game on Saturday. He knows where the goal is. He wants to be in there to score, and uh, he, he's he's done it since he was 16 years of age as a as a young player. I've known in big games, he's always produced, and uh, he loves that type of occasion. So, uh, so yeah, all his finishes very good, and, and young Odson coming into the game for that last period. He made a big difference in relation to his, his penetration in behind first goals. Brilliant, you know, to score with that composure and that poise. It's a brilliant finish to dink the, the keeper, and then he's he's speed and power to get through to square for for Scottish hat trick. So, um, so yeah, very good all round. <laughs> we'll see. He's obviously clearly a question mark. So the next forty-eight hours, we'll see. If not, listen, it's, it's unfortunate, but like we see with the young guys, there's other guys to come into the squad, and it's always an opportunity. Well, the young guys he's talking about is Johnny Hayes, thirty uh, odd year old, who's coming into the squad who did okay. Um, Brendan Rogers is right about uh, Edward's involvement. I mean, as soon as he came on, I, and he missed out the pass that he played for Forest inside for Sinclair second goal, outstanding. Does great um, for his goal and and then for Sinclair's last goal. 
And he just makes such a difference Everyone on here uh, And you were at the game Does mm. Mikey Johnson was terrific And he'd, he'd done a job And his movement fantastic Scored goals But he's not the same as a striker Like, like Edward Nine million quid was he showed actually showed yesterday why he's worth nine million quid. With it, his his passing, his vision, his strength, and his goal scoring ability, his finishing ability. So that's why Brendan Rodgers would have been desperate to get him some part of the game yesterday. He might have not known what an effect he would have had, but it was important he got some minutes because there was no doubt in my mind he mm. was starting at Ibrox. And what a game, Gordon! Just generally, you know, for anyone mm. watching, it's seven goals. Uh, fair share of refereeing controversy as well Yeah My good friend Willie let me down yesterday uh, With the penalty kick I will be having a word with him in the gym Let me tell you um, I thought that was a thriller for you know A Boxing Day game Two o'clock kick off We were listening to the score And went home and watched the highlights And uh, all the talking points And um, you know you've got to look at Aberdeen They made a, they made a good uh, game of it um, never apparently in a million years gone I've got to say um, But Great performance from Celtic To go up there And lose three goals But score four Shows you The The, the, the mental strength That they've got As a team And Mark's right Edward was Always planned To play at Ibrox Park 01419511025 Is the number you need Brian is in Bears Den Hi Brian Evening, guys. Gordon, Mark, and Gordon. Hello, happy, happy Christmas to you. Same to you. My point is, see Wally Collum. Uh, he's an enigma. He's an issue. See all about him. WC. That is, he put him down the toilet. Uh, he's not fit for purpose in our country as a referee. Some of the decisions that man made yesterday, the tackle by McGinn on Christie right in front of him, feet all off the ground. The the first penalty to me wasn't a penalty because the ball was already away. Mm. Does that, does that not just show you how late it was though, Brian? Because I've, I've, I've seen that a lot, you know, that sort of argument of the ball was away. Does that not just show you how late it was? And in fact, it means that it was a penalty. Gordon, can I ask you a question then? Sure. So say that ball's away, say Aberdeen scored that goal. Now, did he uh, chalk off that goal and give him a penalty? Yeah, but he didn't score it. It's I like, mean, well, well, think about it. If, it, if, it. if the ball goes out to a right back, for instance, and he clears it up the line, and once he's cleared it up to the line, he gets wiped out, it's going to be a foul, I, isn't it? I, I tell you what, see, when Celtic went to Murrayfield to play Hearts, I don't know if you've seen it, Kieran Tierney had identical one where he crosses a ball and he's wiped out in the box, and the referee is well, well, Willie Collum, who doesn't give the penalty. But on that day, we were saying that's a penalty kick. So. Emilio Azaguirre's was the exact same as the Hearts defender what, It was a penalty I'm curious then why you think Brendan Rodgers describes it as a daft penalty To give away Yeah, yeah daft for Emilio it's, yeah. it's a penalty kick Gordon And I know that I'm on here And I stick up for referees I, I keep saying this We criticise our referees all the time Which we shouldn't Because it's great for us to get Three, four looks Go home Study again And make decisions And we're alright Brilliantly I'm watching the English match of the day last night. Did you see the Liverpool penalty? Salah? You joking me? The referee gives a penalty for that. They're full-time referees earning big, big money as well. I know that the referees get decisions wrong. I'm not arguing against that. But we constant. It was the same at Ibrox. Um, AD was refereeing the game, right? And Sorry? Andrew Dallas. <laughs> and what? and every decision... And you've got to keep thinking The atmosphere was unbelievable They're tackling in this game And referees sometimes get decisions right or wrong 
Do you know, see if anybody really wants to understand the rules and 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 of this game. Go on and do a test. It's the hardest thing you'll ever. Yeah, but to be it. fair, that's not that's not Brian's concern. Brian's a fan, pays his money, likes to watch the game, wants to see decisions given correctly. So I don't think so that does really, everybody that comes else, into but it. it won't happen. But there's no doubt. I've said it on this show before. There's no doubt. Willie Collum makes more high-profile wrong decisions. Have you than got anybody that for else. facts? Well, I'm have not, you got it for facts? Well, bring I'm, it in and let me see it, I will. please. I definitely will because there's. Think of the games. Think of the decisions. I just mentioned one there that I thought he got the Izagiri one spot on penalty, but he doesn't give the one exactly the same at Murrayfield on Tierney. Yesterday's one that could have cost Celtic massively. The you reason know, you, you're, terrible you're, the reason you look at your I, name uh, and Willie Collum is he gets all the big games, Mark. But and he gets so many decisions wrong. Why does he get so the big games? Why does he get the big games? Well, you tell me. Why, why does he get the big games? Well, it, the, makes, the, they must think he's in the top bracket of being a referee. But he's the most UEFA give him Champions League games for a as well. But he's the most talked about referee for a reason. Because he gets the big games. Don't give us it. It gets so much wrong. So much wrong. You've still not come out of the stack. Brian wants to know your thoughts on the McGinn one. Should that have been red? Did yellow suffice for you? Um, I thought it was red. You did? Yeah, I really did. You're going to elaborate and tell us why? I thought it was a bad tackle. <laughs> he's late. So Willie's got that wrong. Willie, I'm not saying he's got it wrong. I'm not saying he gets every decision right, but I just think that we constantly mourn about our referees. And sometimes it's a very difficult job, Mark. It really is. I've no doubt it is. But if you're given top games, you've got to be given top games for a reason, like you say. And if he's if he's refereeing top games, you can't keep getting the big calls wrong and consistently wrong. Not over a season, remember, over years. This is run, Brian. Gordon, what I would love you to do is here's a question for you. Are we interested? Why don't you ask? Have a wee poll? of all the callers of any clubs that listen to this programme and ask the supporters who the worst referee is and the worst culprit is. And I think Willie Collin will win it by at least 45%. Well, you can't... I, I don't think that's the right way of going about it, Brian, to be honest with you. Gordon, why, no, I'm sorry, I, Brian. Why can the fans not have an opinion? Oh, you have got an opinion. That's yeah, brilliant. Why I'm, can't I'm we listen- have a bit of fun on this program? I'm listening to your Let opinion. Have a chat. The Clyde One Super Scoreboard Worst Referee of the Year Award. Yeah, I wonder how I'm, that would I'm listening to your opinion. And there's times I agree with the, the, the fans as well that the referee, for instance, the the Pentley up at Perth. And I says to him in the gym, I had a real go <laughs> him. I had a real go him for that. There's no way you say that. Honest, I had a real go him. And they do get it wrong. But we can't keep putting everything on to the referees. And I think the managers do that as well. They come out and you guarantee how many times over the last month. Yeah, I, I get that, but then you know, at the same time, why don't we why don't we treat each individual incident on its own merits? And the one the second penalty yesterday, clearly you're saying was a terrible decision. So you're allowed to talk about that for a second without defending it all and saying it's a really hard I, job. I thought it was a terrible decision, yeah. I thought it was a complete Dive But again How can you not Then put it on the referees If he uh, If this particular referee Has done it On a number Of occasions In big games How can you say You can't keep putting it on him If that game finished 2-2 Yesterday Guarantee you Brendan Rodgers Would have been out and saying I can't believe We've drew that game Because of that decision Right Who's so, who's the referee At the St Man game yesterday No idea Right 
Do you know if he made any mistakes? Of course he probably will. Every supporter in the land can come on here and say the referee. But did it cost him in the game? Did the referee cost him in the game? He's he's talking about the nature of the high profile games, which is true because Willie Collum goes into games now and people are sitting literally waiting for the next mistake to highlight it. I agree with that. But why? Why are they then? Because he's done it in the past Exactly Okay uh, Paul is in Kirk and Tillock Let's talk football first Paul uh, What did you make of the game And the performance yesterday? Uh, hi Gordon Hi Gordon Hi yeah. Mark hi. Uh, Great exciting game For some of the wrong reasons Which I'm going to go into But big win for Celtic uh, And Once again This is why I think Celtic have paid £9 million For Edward When he comes on Totally changed the game uh, and I, I think he's the kind of guy who, for right or wrong reasons, like Dembele, he, he seems to save his best performances for the big games. Whether it's the kind of lesser teams, it, it doesn't seem as interested. What exactly did he bring when he came on yesterday, Mark? Well, he was direct. He had that cutting edge. I mean, we were chatting about it just before he came on. And we were saying that Celtic may have changed their shape a wee bit, but they certainly didn't look like they were... They were uh, Capable of scoring in the second half for some reason You know the first half they looked dangerous um, And they, they got one goal But as soon as Edward came on You see him when he gets the ball and passes the ball to Forrest Gets it in the half turn Sees a pass and plays it I thought Celtic were a wee bit hesitant going forward without him And then when he gets the ball to his feet He's strong for his goal He holds off two Aberdeen players Okay he gets ricochet of the ball And then for the third one He goes, he goes through to So he's direct, he's powerful, he's strong He's a proper front man and on his day, you can see why Celtic paid nine million. It's you know the other side where he gets some criticism. The days he's quiet, that will probably come as older he gets. I think, I think, and unless something happens in the next couple of days, Gordon, it it has put that question to bed, hasn't it? About who plays against well, Rangers. I mean, there's never any doubt. Well, there was because of the fitness. The, That's what I'm talking yeah, about. Apart from the, the injury, but I think that. Um, it's been a little bit of a blessing for the lad. He's a young player. He's got terrific talent. You've got to say, he got a little knock. Mikey Johnston came in there, did fantastically well. It gave Edward a little bit of breather. Because yeah. because of the situation, the striker situation at Celtic, everything was thrown upon him, and I think it's helped him. We're a bit short on time, Paul, but I want to let you back in, so make a second point if you can. Okay, uh, now... Mark kind of stole my thunder with the, the whole Kieran Tierney against Hearts instant. Now, uh, Willie Collum, again, now I'm only saying it's Celtic because I just watch Celtic and I don't see the other teams in the league, but it's just whopper after whopper. And Gordon, you, you keep sticking up for the guy. He shouldn't be doing the big games. He shouldn't be doing it. He's getting, I don't know, Celtic are going to start to have to factor Willie Collum's referee in the game. Tactics where we're either going to get a penalty against, we're going to get somebody sent off. He's horrendous and he's getting worse. Uh, Brian, uh, Paul, is it? Paul, yeah. Paul, Paul, Paul sorry. Yeah. Paul, you said that supporters have got their opinions and um, I'm here to give mine. Suppose the thing, Paul, about that would be your last comment about Celtic having to factor in. I'm looking at Twitter right now and believe me, fans of every team in the country think that Willie Collum makes mistakes against them. That's right, Gordon, but that. As I say, I'm just 
I'm just talking for Celtic because that's the team that no, I know. But, but, but so maybe I picked you up wrong. I thought you meant by factoring it in as if that it's only against Celtic that these things happen. So uh, we'll agree on that one because we're running very much out of time. So we'll leave Paul where he is. Thanks for the call. Uh, 01419511025. More of this coming up. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Compensation. They know the score. Talk to Thompson's.com. Mark Wilson and Gordon DL here with me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Keep those calls coming, please. Uh, on Twitter, we are at Clyde SSB. A few calls coming in about referees, and Paul Shanks says you want to talk about bad refs. Anyone morning should take in a League Two match, then come back and complain that they are hard done by. So there you go. Happens in the Wii games as well. Happens. <laughs> All over the world, God. Right, 01419511025. Thomas is a Rangers fan in Barhead. What's your point tonight, Thomas? Good evening, gentlemen. Um, Saturday's a big game, not only for Rangers, the supporters, and the team and their chances of winning the league. It's a massive game now because of last night's results, a massive game for Stevie Gerrard. Because if we lose to Celtic, and it's all ifs and buts, but if we lose to Celtic, potentially we're nine points behind them going into the break. Which is not a great deal better than what we were this time last season. The problem therein lies you would have to ask questions, you would have to go to King's Room and answer some questions. That would be his tactics, which is a one trick pony, down the wings and get the ball to Morelos. If Morelos doesn't score, we don't score. Gordon said earlier on, earlier in the season, that we were scoring goals for fun and we were. But what's happened is, especially the top six teams, they know how to play Rangers, snuff out the wings, and there is no threat. What happens then is 15 minutes to go, Rangers lie deep as we do time and time again. I give you Aberdeen, Dundee, Hibs last night, Motherwell eh, at 3H. We play too deep and then we pay the price. We were screaming out for Koulibaly to be subbed and eh, somebody to come on, Lafferty to come on early doors. 15 minutes to go, we're obviously playing far too deep. Five minutes to go, he makes the substitutions. That upsets the rhythm. Rather than help But we saw that with Lee Wallace against Motherwell And then we're going to have to look at his signings Who's given value for money McGregor by a country mile eh, Barisac the same Other than that Every signing he's made I feel Brian Kent's alone signing But injured so often His signings are questionable as well Now I'm not saying he has to go But we have to ask questions What's the plan? Is there a plan B? Because you need a number 10 And you needed it in the summer I know he's got injuries, but we should be doing better than what we're doing just now, potentially going nine points behind. And again, you're looking at the, the, the games we should have won, the Hibs, Aberdeen, Dundee, Motherwell, Livingston. Big, easy, not easy games, God forgive me, but games we should be winning. Thomas, I think if you look on, I'll, I'll pick up your points, but if you look on the positive side, if you do get a result on Saturday, you're level with Celtic. So that's the positives, but... There's a lot of um, a lot of things you were saying there. I totally agree with you. I think that the honeymoon period for Stephen Gerrard is over. Especially at five o'clock yesterday, Rangers fans, a lot of them not happy. Now starting to question tactics, substitutions, changing games, sitting too deep, all that. S- supporters are very knowledgeable about the game, Gordon, and they can see the game. He's a rookie manager that's learning his trade. Yes, he's going to make mistakes. I think that there's a big test coming up for him, and I think it's on Saturday. I do agree that if you look, they do it. They, they play everything down the sides because they've nobody in the middle of the park 
that can cut a defence open, that can see a pass, do it early. And he's right. Everything's heaped on to Morelos up front. If that boy's not scoring goals, Rangers are a bit of bother. I said, take him and take McGregor out of the team and you would say there was an, they're an average team there. So January's a big window for him. But before he gets to January, before he gets to maybe try to bring in a couple of signs, freshen it up, he has got to look at Saturday. Saturday's the biggest game and he will feel the pressure, although he's the biggest star in Scotland in fact of his playing career. He will feel the pressure on Saturday. Uh, Mark, that's why it's such a big game because nothing is won or lost on the 29th of December. But Thomas explains the picture very clearly. Hmm? No, the final's not on the 29th of December this year. So just go back, go back and... Be quiet in the corner yeah, for a Think second. about Willie Cole ah, Exactly Think your next defence Of the referees um, the, It is such a big game Because It would be an almighty swing Either way If Rangers can win it They're level with Celtic Yes yeah. Celtic have got a game in hand But they go into the new year Level Far better than anyone Could ever have imagined But you flip that in his head Celtic take it to six points With a game in hand mm-hmm. And all of a sudden That's a very different picture That's why it's such a, a big game That's why everyone's Looking forward to yeah, it so much Exactly So much depends on On Saturday afternoon And we'll know The outcome by two o'clock Gordon I, I, I just can't believe The amount of people You know Really Really questioning Gerard. Now I was on the show On the phone in yesterday We had I think Three or four Rangers fans Phone in and say it's time for Gerard to go. They actually said those words, you know, and and think of other managers. Thomas is saying, "What's the plan?" Well, the plan was surely to be within touching distance of Celtic at this stage of the season, and he's got the chance to go level in points with Celtic. So, compared to where Rangers were last year, and where Celtic were, you can't deny that the gaps closed. So, I mean, I think Rangers fans have to. Look at the big picture I suppose maybe Tom, Maybe Thomas and others Are worrying that That's because Celtic Have dropped their level Rather than Rangers have boosted theirs Doesn't matter it, The points It doesn't matter If Celtic have been brilliant And Rangers have kept Their coattails Or Celtic's been poor They're still yeah, In a tight race yeah. You know so I can't believe The amount of people Coming in Understand there's questions About tactics and things But If they win On Saturday They're level on points And that's a big thing I get the whole thing Celtic then could could go further ahead and it'll be difficult to catch them. But Rangers fans surely need to see the big picture of where they were to where they are now. John and Clyde Bank, what do you think? I'm listening to the comments and the guy sort of stole my thunder there a minute ago. But the comments just there the news. You can't believe that we shouldn't be eternally grateful to Stephen Gerrard because we're three points behind Celtic. I find that an absolutely incredible comment to make. We're leaking point. Hey, Stephen Gerrard cost us a game yesterday. The manager cost us a game by making two substitutions with five minutes to go. Solely him. So we would have been one point behind Celtic if he'd made the right decision. After I fish and chips for 11, and I can see that it was obvious that he should have made the substitutions, maybe with 30 minutes to go. When they beat your back to the wall and hints are coming at us and they're threatening us, Disrupt, disrupt the momentum that we've got going and defending what she done he disrupted the momentum that we were doing that we were keeping uh, Hibs away they, they weren't really a threat in their goal they were keeping them away and then he brought two players on into this atmosphere into this game no kick the ball one of them's actually a striker we don't need to score a goal we just need to make sure that we don't score a goal and the manager choose 
the substitution for five minutes to go. He done it against Aberdeen. And the guy before me went and said all this. And you're turning around and saying, we should be eternally grateful. We have dropped. Well, I didn't say that, John. You're saying that. I just said, I can't believe where. Well, hold on a minute. I'll ask you. At the start of the season, when Steven Gerrard came in and transformed the club in terms of signings, and there was, what, 5,000 fans there, and compared to where Rangers were at the end of last season, 15 signings or something like that. Where did you want them to be at this stage of the season? Right, at, at, at the New the Year season, game, where where would you like them to be? I, can I answer? At this stage of the season, going into December, with Steven Gerrard, I think the maximum acceptable points we should have dropped is between 9 and 12, not 21. When we're playing Livingston, when we're playing Dundee, when we're playing Motherwell, I believe Rangers... But there's no right to be any team in the league. There's no right to be any team. I'm asking you... Uh, that I'm, you ask me my opinion. But you're saying you, where you're drawing points okay. against Livingston and teams like that. I mean, there's no right to be them. I'm asking you where you'd like to be, not points total. No, I'm, t- I'm telling you, Matt, see, you, you've got to you sound like a politician. You don't listen. Oh, he's definitely not, John. No, no. You're not right. right, John. Batman. John, answer I'm just asking you to answer my question. I'm not looking for points totals because leagues only one and po- well, nobody can gauge where points totals are going to be. Is how teams beat other teams. Where would you have liked to have been when Gerard came in to go into this new year game? Well, the only answer because I'm no, I'm just a constituent here. The only answer to the question that you're giving me here is the only answer I can give you is. We should be at least nine or twelve points better off under Stephen Gerrard with the resources that he's got. We, so therefore, the reality is we should be at least six points and maybe nine points above Celtic who dropped so many points. That's the reality of the situation. The fact that we should be grateful that we're only three points in their tails. Celtic are not going to drop uh, fifteen points in the next half of the season. They're not going to do it. So the chances missed. It's gone. So now we're not going to win the league. Because we dropped 21 points in the first 20 games. That's why Rangers will not win the league. Not because Celtic were a better team. I don't even care about Celtic. I, I go to see Rangers. We paid £50 pound in to watch that yesterday. And you're sitting there watching your manager making two substitutions with five minutes to go. Categorically the wrong decisions. You're, you're slating referees for making bad decisions. And yet you're no slating the manager for making a woeful decision. It's the fourth time this season he's done it in the last five minutes. It means Aberdeen brought a striker in the last minute. This will be the whole set-up and Aberdeen scored a goal. Right away. Cost us another two points that day. Done the same against Motherwell. Cost us two points. The manager decision is not even learned for these mistakes. I fried fish and chips and I can see that you shouldn't have done... I mean, we're sitting there and I don't know the guys in the same I'll bet you £100 pound we don't win this game now. As soon as he made the two substitutions, we were, because he broke the momentum that we had. The momentum was that we were defending and defending defending well I'm, has one even getting a shot at goal John I'm just a bit worried because Gordon Dale's eyes have lit up twice now he wants you to stick him a special on because you've <laughs> said th- it twice I, th- and I, I think I've been in his shop <laughs> and also nothing that surprises me on here Mark Wilson gets called a lot on this show never a politician I'm quite happy with that, John. <laughs> never thought Cheers. I would see the day thanks to John and Clyde Bank Beat the Pundit with goals in the Scottish Sun the SPFL and EPL latest every Monday Wednesday and Saturday Ah, Mark the politician Wilson and Gordon Wet balls DL If you're going by Clyde Super Scoreboard's Latest edition of Mean Tweets uh, If you've not seen the video Make sure you check it out But it is time for Beat the Pundit So give us a call If you fancy it tonight 0141 951 1025 You could be taking on Mark or Gordon But do it quick Because you do only have 
A couple of minutes You only have until the news at 7 o'clock If you want to play tonight to beat the pundit Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Get the result you deserve Talk to Thompson's.com Gordon DL and Mark Wilson are here with me Gordon Duncan on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard Two ways for you to get in touch The first one is the phones uh, And secondly we're on Twitter At Clyde SSB uh, The previous caller was having a bit of a go at Mark Wilson And I like this tweet from Eddie Black He says John the chippy guy just battered Mark Wilson You see what, you see what he did there? <laughs> That's like very that? good Yeah, 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 yeah. Very good. So he did to be fair yeah. Nah, he was, he was wrong And Kevin's got a good point as well Since Mark Wilson MP is now a politician I think it's only fair we have a vote of no confidence So there we go <laughs> Right, 01419511025 to talk football There is a war of words brewing Or it has been brewing And it's continuing to brew Between Craig Levine and Derek McInnes Really is worth listening to this So we'll get to that as soon as we're finished This with goals in the Scottish Sun, the SPFL and EPL latest every Monday, Wednesday and Saturday. Mark Wilson and Gordon DL both standing by and one of them is going to be up against Mark from New Mains on Beat the Pundit. How are you, Mark? Uh, you good, yourself? Yeah, not bad. Fancy your chances tonight? Hey, yeah, Everybody does on a Thursday, don't they? Let's be honest. Uh, <laughs> does do. Are you one of these that plays along at home? Have you ever played before, Mark, on here? I have beat Gordon before already Oh yes A chance to get another one over on Gordon Or The clean sweep Of the Thursday pundits Let's toss the coin And see who you're up against Ted's it is Mark Wilson Tails it will be Gordon DL And it's Tails It's Gordon DL It's your chance for a second crack Just made that up didn't you? <laughs> Not even got that's my coin So don't ever question right, let's go, Mark. This competition It's done with Very strict rules Right uh, I'll give Gordon DL A bit of Clyde 2 in his ear So that he can't hear us And we'll get your clock up and running Mark you've got 30 seconds Head to head against Gordon You can pass Here is your chance To beat the pundit You ready? Yes Who scored Hibs equaliser Against Rangers yesterday? Um, pass Partick Thistle have re-signed Which former player today? Pass Who's bottom of the English Premier League? Name either player joint second in the top scorer list of the Scottish Premiership. Say it again. And which country is former Rangers player Michael O'Halloran currently playing in? I'll give you a couple of seconds because you couldn't hear me in the last one. Which country is former Rangers player Michael O'Halloran currently playing in? I'm not giving you that long Oh he's away <laughs> He's cut off I know. I'm interested to see If he was going to get That last one right Let's bring Gordon DL back Gordon are you with us Is he a cop? He's cut off I don't know I don't know where he's gone I need to try and get him back uh, But don't worry Because he got through mo- Well all of the questions Bar one We're going to have a decision To make though If, we, if, it, if it was a crucial question uh, right. There we go Right Same set of questions to you Are you ready? Yeah Who scored Hibs equaliser Against Rangers yesterday? McGregor Partick Thistle have re-signed which former player today? Pass Which team is bottom of the English Premier League? Huddersfield Name either player sitting joint second in the top scorer list of the Scottish Premiership uh, Naismith Which country's former Rangers player Michael O'Halloran currently playing in? Australia How many caps has John McGinn got for Scotland? Five Which SPFL team plays at Shieldfield Park? Uh, Berwick Right, Mark, you're back with us. 
have a phone cut off you I'm just asking it for good measure You had one question left Which country is former Rangers player Michael O'Halloran currently playing in? You've just listened to my answer (laughs) 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 I can't believe that (laughs) Good answer Mark well, I'll tell you what. If it's not, you're going to look really stupid, aren't you? Because you went with the same answers as me. Let's go through them and find out if it was costly. Uh, who scored Hibs equaliser against Rangers? It was Darren McGregor, one 0 to Gordon DL. Uh, Partick Thistle have re-signed which former player today? Mark Wilson. Yeah, it's Gary Harkins. So one 0 to DL. It then goes two 0 because Huddersfield are bottom. Of the English Premier League Name either player sitting joint second In the top goal scorer table For the Scottish Premiership You had the choice of Edward and Cosgrove uh, So it's still 2-0 to Gordon DL uh, Which country is former Rangers player Michael Halloran uh, currently on, playing Mark. in? It is Australia, would you believe? <laughs> Three to Gordon, one to Mark And then you stretched your lead because Shieldfield Park is the home of Berwick Rangers yeah, So answer. it is four what, to Gordon Hold on, what about the McGinn one? Oh yeah, sorry, you got that wrong 13 caps for Scotland Is he? Unlucky Mark Four to Gordon, one to next, Mark Next time you want an answer, phone in, I'll give you one eh? <laughs> <laughs> He never beat me He's hopeless Mark, did you beat him in the past? No. I, wouldn't, I wouldn't stand for that No chance No, I actually beat the two of them Because you didn't beat the two of them Oh, there we go. He's done you both in the past, but he had an off night. Thank you to Mark in your mains. Your chance to beat the pundit tomorrow uh, at 7 o'clock. 01419511025. Get him up the road. <laughs> <laughs> it's only one he got right. And you listen to Mark's. <laughs> Honestly, absolute head loss in the studio every Thursday night. You two need to behave yourself. Australia. <laughs> that was good. Do you know what? It's actually papered over. It was a very good beat the pundit effort from you. I know you only got yeah. four right, but I was impressed with some of your guesses. <laughs> your, your, your knowledge. knowledge. Shieldfield. That was brilliant. That's a great answer. You ever played there? Won the league there with Air United. So he knows. Yeah. I played there, yeah. One and you day. didn't know? No, I didn't know. All right, great. Thanks for paying attention. <laughs> That wasn't one of my most memorable games, Gordon. That was a cup game, wasn't it? I yeah. remember similar yeah. time frozen of year. Was pitch. that the January? January frozen yeah. pitch. You know, studs actually clattering on the, the frozen soil. And they had to play the game because the sky cameras. Was, was it? There. Was that Freddie was Freddie debut Lundberg's. or, or yeah. for one of his first games? He did, yeah. I, imagine day. that. <laughs> welcome, <laughs> he must have welcome to Scottish football. <laughs> <laughs> he must have thought, what have I signed for here? But uh, a memorable experience playing in. Playing in that pitch in that night You won the league there did you? Won the league there yeah My night first season as a manager Night out in Berwick? No we come back up to here And had a night out there A nice meal and then home Quiet? Quiet very quiet indeed yeah. Just yeah. Barely marked in these answers <laughs> <laughs> uh, Right let's hear from Derek McInnes and Craig Levine Both of them There's a bit of a war of words on the go It doesn't look like it's going to calm down anytime soon If I'm being honest um, the Aberdeen manager's had his say after Levine claimed that he'd called him crying his eyes out about referees. I almost can't even be bothered explaining the backstory because there's, there's too much. I should just play the clip and let it speak for itself. They weren't even playing each other yesterday, of course, but they were asked about the, their relationship. Here's what they had to say. If that's what um, has caused them to be so upset, um, you know, I find his reaction irrational. I find it childish. And... Uh, and one thing that needs to be said, he's, he's intimated and tried to cast aspersion that I phoned him 
Um, we played Rangers on the Wednesday night, we won the game. We were off on the Thursday, I was doing the school run and I had a phone call from him on the Thursday morning after the Rangers game. I was still still so pleased with my team for winning the game. You know, you need to ask yourself, why is he phoning me? He was the one complaining. That was a private phone call, but he's put that into the public domain. There's a lot more I could say about that phone call, but just the initial phone call came from Craig Levine. He knows, we've had the discussion, he knows what I think of him. And uh, he got involved in something that had nothing to do with him. Speaking publicly about another manager on his team, and, uh, and I think he's banging order, banging order. And uh, I stand by everything I said about him, and I'm looking forward to coming here next time Aberdeen are here. Yeah, you know what will happen when Derek appears at Tyne Castle. The two of them come out and shake hands, have a laugh, and probably have a drink <sighs> in the office later. I I've, so. I, yeah, I've heard that a million times with managers. Um, different stories, Gordon. You can't call any of them, you know, they're telling fibs. We don't know. I don't know. But whatever happens, and we've been in management, when you phone another manager, you're hoping that conversation stays between two managers. You do not want that to go out in the public. And I think that's only let down. And the two of them are like two little kids there in the, the playground having a wee shout at each other. Oh, it's a bit of excitement, but come on, behave yourself and move on. You're grown adults. The only but, thing is there's a bit of time, is there, before the, the next time they meet. Um, I think it's the 30th, or is it the 30th of March, maybe? So... There's a bit of time that passes unless there's another fixture between them. What do you mean? It's not like it was almost like you know, it's almost a threatening undertone. I can't wait till he comes here. You know, is it? <laughs> no, that's <laughs> what I mean. That's why. I'm that's why, why a square go in the uh, dugout. That's why I'm, I'm surprised that you think it'll be. It'll be fine yeah, I don't think that's going to be fine It sounded yeah. a bit I'm not saying I'm not saying I'm not going to over-dramatise it And say it's going to be Carnage But what I mean is I just I don't think There's clearly no love mm. lost there They've both got quite personal Yeah um, They both seem it, like Quite uh, stubborn characters as well I know but Mark Mark was saying there That it's It's a little It's what many months Three months Maybe to the play each other again I, I just think it'll have All calmed down Gordon How, What was your last one? Was it Duff? Was it Duff and Neil Lennon? Oh, right, yeah. we're all excited. We had people down at Capolo. Yeah, me. Lennon, will you? <laughs> it was you? me. <laughs> Lennon, In a former life. Yeah, Lennon comes off the bus. We're waiting for the square go at Capolo. And what happens? All right, Neil, how are you? No bad, Duff, how are you? <laughs> Is that it? Yeah. You done on that? All right, thanks. Well, you were there. You should know. Uh, 01419511025 on the phones. Ian is a Celtic fan in Greenock. Hi, Ian. Uh, good evening, Gordon, Mark. And Gordon and Merry Christmas and I hope you've had a good one guys Thank you Ian, same to you uh, Mark, just a wee quick one to yourself uh, Well Gordon mate, I know uh, the, uh, A player seen a Park Kid last Wednesday night uh, oh, Having a wee look around the boy Vincent Janssen for, for Tottenham Mark Yeah no, I mean listen not much I, about it I, I've seen this online certainly I've seen it doing the rounds um, I can't pretend to have seen him at Celtic yeah. Park I mean, without being able to, to stand it up or not at the moment, Mark, he's obviously a striker. Celtic need a striker. Is, yeah. is that is that the type of one? A, 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 a player who's well, perhaps not quite cutting it in English Premier League? Is I that is that a level that yeah. you would expect Celtic to look at? I, I think so. I mean, it, it takes a lot to unearth one of these gems that Celtic have over the past where they bring them in for £2 million, sell them for whatever, 15 That takes a wee bit of time. Celtic, I don't think, would have thought they would have been in this Position with the strikers So That leads me to believe That they may go down The loan route And there's a lot of strikers That are 
you know, good strikers in the Premier League who are just sitting about doing nothing. The only thing is, when you're playing for a Tottenham or a West Ham or someone else, you're on an astronomical amount of money. And it's if Celtic are, I know they won't have to pay a portion of that, but it's what they're willing to pay. Um, but I think, I think Ian, that, that'll be the route they go down, the, the old loan route to get someone in. I know what you're saying, Mark. He's only 24. He's so far doing the pegging order. Mm-hmm. He's, a boy's got an eye for goal. Um, and he's done well in Holland. But what, what the point I was wanting to come on about is the John the Ranger supporter, he was talking about if Butch maybe's uh, the points Rangers have dropped. Celtic, if Butch maybe's could have been 10, 15 points clear. Um, yeah. The both field firm teams have slipped up. Now, if Kamarnock, Hearts, and Hibs never dropped the points that they have dropped because Hearts went into Melton never won a game for for weeks but going to the game on Saturday I think the game will take care of itself um, I think Celtic's got too much higher power Well uh, listen the, the point you're making there that was the point I was making to John I, I mean you're right loads of teams have dropped points Celtic in particular have disappointed on the road and dropped points that you wouldn't expect them to so the point I was making is would John rather be, you know, where they are just now, three points apart? And that was that was the point I was made. The game on Saturday, but looking at the game yesterday, I don't think Celtic attacked particularly well, yet they still scored four goals. It was only when Edward came on, he started, you know, he really started opening up and they looked a threat going forward, but they still scored four goals. And that's the thing with Celtic, when, when Ian's saying about firepower, They've got players who can score goals. If Edward's not firing, they've got Forrest. They've got Sinclair, who scores hat-tricks. They've got Christie, who's now added goals to his games. I know they're missing Rogic, but McGregor scored on numerous occasions, um, especially Ibrox. Celtic have got the players to do it, and I think that's that will be the tailing point on Saturday. Mm. Uh, what about Scott's opener about, you know... No, in fact, it was Ian, sorry, Vincent Janssen, Gordon. I mean, he's, he's, he's clearly a... He's clearly a well thought of player mm-hmm. Spurs paid 18 million for him I think he's got yeah. um, almost 20 caps for the Netherlands clearly not going to plan for him at the moment stylistically big sort of hold up player t- t- target man if you like or someone who's clearly going to bring other players into play is that the, the type of striker you could see Celtic bringing in yeah pro- probably I think they'll do their homework on him uh, we're coming to the the time of uh, year now that um a lot of rumours will be getting thrown about. A lot of players will be will be seen getting in and out of Celtic Park and uh, Ibrox and other stadiums, Petordi, and uh, the rumours will be flying. It's reported that Celtic are looking at a uh, fullback today, five six million as well. I'll be interested. It's got to be a big big January, Gordon. But we all know that uh, Celtic will definitely sign a striker or two. Gordon, can I come in for one more thing? Make it quick. It's for, it's for Gordon. Yeah. Gordon. Yeah. I just want like to rub it right into you, mate. Good. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I've not got you on social media. Yeah. But Liverpool, yeah. you never look alone. We're six points clear, seven points clear of your old team, mate. <laughs> Hang on, oh, the first of January. Nothing's won <laughs> and lost in December, as Gordon and Mark were saying. Ian. The Blues never give up Honestly. We'll be back I can't believe phoning up. People are phoning To have a pop at Man City Via Golden <laughs> DL Honestly <laughs> What is the world coming to Oh my god! name words. down there Oh dear me Okay thank you to Ian and Greenock Scott's in Bermulloch Hi Scott Alright guys Good evening Hello What a, what a festive uh, Besties all Thanks Scott um, you, you 
sure I hit my point in the head I was just going to say about Edward. Edward's never an out-and-out centre-forward. He, he never has. Every time we've played him up there, he's not the greatest game in the world. He's far more happier coming in off the left side, um, coming on to his stronger, his right foot. Um, I know that's where Scott Sinclair plays at present, but yesterday when he came on, he changed the whole, the whole dynamic of the game for us. Um, he, he took the ball out, he took he ran at the Aberdeen defender, something that they don't like. Um, he cut inside, he set up one, scored one, set up two actually, scored one. Um, I just think that if we're going to play Rangers on, on, on Saturday with Edward up top, I don't think he'll last the game out. I'll be lucky, be lucky if he sees an hour out. I just think he's got to play in the wide and the left, or, or a left of a two guys sitting up front, or he's wasted. Scott, but like your, your uh, uh, listen, I know he's played on the left. I, I think he's done pretty well on the left. But yesterday, he, he came on through the middle. Um, you know, he played the ball for Forrest through the middle. He scores his goal through the middle where he gets the break of the ball. I know what you're saying on the left. He's He's got great ability to skip away from people like he did for Sinclair's third goal. Um, but I think Brendan Rodgers signed him as a front man, as a number nine. And it was just he was understudy to Dembele, and I don't think Brendan Rodgers have really had any other thoughts when Dembele went out the door that he was the number nine through the middle. Especially right now, Scott. If it's not Edward through the middle, who is it? That's my point. That's what I'm saying. You're all talking about Celtic signing this like, and I think Celtic will be looking for somebody that can that can help them, uh, that can help Edward. Because if you remember right at the start of the season, it was Edward and Dembele up front. I think it was in the pre-season tour. Mm. Um, uh, granted, some of the opposition wasn't the greatest. I watched them again. I think it was against them. It wasn't the Dock. It might have been um, one, of, one of the Irish teams. And Dembele and, and Edward were sensational together. I think they scored something like five of the goals. And uh, I just thought, as a double act, I just think... It'll, I don't think his strength is holding players up. I think his strength is running at players and getting beyond them. Something I don't know. I would like them to a sort of Brian McClare team player where he liked playing just off the front his ability to run it people that's what I, I like him to anyway main personal opinion yeah <clears throat> Scott he's a young player learning his trade and he's a terrific talent and um, I think he's the kind of player that feels more comfortable when he faces you up I don't think he likes playing with his back to the goal oh, you he, look at what he, he did for the goal when he comes right? deep spins and plays well, it in behind he, for he, Forrest yeah he, he can still do it Gordon but I think he's more of a threat when he faces you up one to one because he's got a you know, good pace. He's, you know, his ability is terrific. Um, it'll be interesting to see. I, I think the reason that you look at Celtic, Forrest, for instance, the amount of goals that he's scored this season coming off that flank, rotation, Sinclair, hat trick yesterday. You know, coming off the, the 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 flank as well. They don't play as wingers now. They rotate. And that's why they're so good at it. Thank you to Scott in Bermullock. It's 01419511025 if you want to put your point to the guys. Uh, we've got a good full time teaser coming up next as well. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Great results for Scottish accident and injury victims for 40 years. Mark Wilson and Gordon DL here with me, Gordon Duncan, and tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. I'm actually grateful for you two, and I don't I don't often say that, um, but it's the only thing that's been reminding me of what day of the week it is. Because you know that way that this oh, time yeah. of year you've not got a clue, but I know I sat there in the office, mm. quarter past five came, you two rocked in, no doubt about it, Thursday night. When I walked in I thought Roger Hannah's changed 
Yeah, yeah. you're right. Because uh, you yesterday on the show you struggled a few times. You were you were going to see on Saturday's Super Scoreboard. Yeah. As long as I know that you two are in front of me, it's a Thursday night, yeah, a and we're fine. And what it means at this time of night as well is that we go about the full time teaser. So mm. uh, I got a new full time teaser book sent for Christmas. Mm-hmm. Lovely. Didn't, no, I didn't actually. The listeners send them in. So if you want to send them full time at Clyde1.com, get them into us and we'll try and test the guys out between now uh, and the end of the show. For instance, John has sent this one in. Um, first footers, he's calling it. See? See what, he, see what he's done there? Mm-hmm. Time um, of year, new year coming up. Right. Do, do you know what a f- yeah, first I know footer what is? First footing, but right. is that relevant to the question? Sort of. Kinda. <laughs> right. Uh, name the 12 players. Who scored the first goals for each Premiership side in the league this season? Oh, that's difficult. No. Wow. Dumbelly. So, can you name the 12 players who scored the first goals for each Scottish Premiership side in the league this season? Dumbelly. Where were you in opening day of the season? Can't remember. Who scored the penalty for Rangers at Pataudry? Oh, I was at Aberdeen, wasn't I? Was it? Was, was, that, the, was, that, was that Sunday? <laughs> It was still the first weekend the first oh, no, yeah, yeah, I was there yeah. I was there Aberdeen Rangers So So who scored for Rangers? On the boy For Aberdeen It was the boy I said uh, Anderson Bruce Anderson, Anderson. Anderson. Yes Who <laughs> <laughs> scored for Rangers that day? Oh Tavernier oh, Tavernier um, takes yes, the penalty Tavernier Bruce Anderson was the one Who was warming up And Mark Wilson And Hugh Keevans Looked at each other And went nah this That's is not. It. This That's is not. We're on the show. This is not what Aberdeen need right now. They don't need a kid. They need an experienced. On he comes. Next thing. Cool. Predictions haven't right. improved since. Bruce Anderson for Aberdeen. James Tavernier for Rangers. We're looking for the other ten players who scored the first goal for their team this season in the Scottish Premiership. I take it Dembele's not for Celtic. You were there. I'm sure of it. Was it Livingston? Yes. Yes. <laughs> who scored? <laughs> Oh, come on They beat yeah. Livingston 3-1 I know Who was it? Was it in Cham? Oyata He's just naming The it. only clue I'll give you It's not It's not the type of goal You usually associate with this player If I, if I remember correctly I'm going to look stupid if I haven't But If I remember it correctly It's not the type of goal You associate with this Player Tom Rogic header Yes <laughs> Oh it's so weird I can remember uh, Yeah sure you can Okay. Right. Well you've got three That's a good start So Aberdeen's first scorer Of the season in the league Was Bruce right. Anderson Celtics was Tom Rogic Against Livingston And Rangers was James Tavernier Against Aberdeen So plenty of time To get back into that one Scott is a Rangers fan In Govan How are you feeling After yesterday Scott? Um, I'm not too Fazed about it I mean I always thought that Well put it this way I put money on A draw yesterday anyway So um. It was the writing on the wall, I think. But I'm getting fed up listening to my fellow Rangers fans coming on here and sweating Gerard. Um, I agree with Mark about looking at the big picture here. Um, I seen when I phoned in there that Rangers have played this season under Gerard two friendlies, a cup game against there, seven, what, four, seven, seven home games in Europe. And then see uh, uh, the league, and we've only lost one game to Aberdeen. One game. You gave me that last year, and I'd have bit your horn after that. What what are they all wanting out of this? I don't think the guy's doing much right. He is doing wee stupid things, like the caller said earlier on there about 
Um, he's bringing on subs the last five minutes. He can't be doing that. He is upsetting the apple cart. But, no, I'm getting sick and tired of it. My fellow Rangers fans coming on and asking for to Lee and things like that and bring back Murti, for God's sake. Jesus Christ. Uh, Gordon Deal, this is, this is one that always does come down to personal opinion, so let, let's try and... Um, Look a bit deeper at what has been happening because it's, I mean Scott's quite right. It's all about it's it's got to be about expectations. It depends what your expectations were because that's how you then judge whether you're happy or not with what's going on. Big well, picture, the big picture probably is good for Rangers, as Mark said. If you're talking about it's a three point gap, a decent run in Europe. Those are, those are facts. These uh, are the big picture. Yeah. It's when you delve a little bit deeper, as some of the other fans have been doing, and you look at the recent performances. The recent home performances against top six sides—that's maybe where the frustration's coming from. Yeah, I think I think it was a real difficult job for a, a manager coming into Rangers um, in the summer. He had to change everything about Gordon. Fifteen new players had to come in. You're never going to get that right. He's a new manager. He's learning his trade as a manager. Um, I think he's been great for the excitement of Scottish football. But it's just the fact that you're a manager of a club the size of Rangers with 50,000 people in it every second week demanding that second's not good enough. And a caller said last night, uh, he came out with a statement, something in like seconds, like last for, for Rangers in Scotland. That's that's the size of the club you're managing. Um, I think that, you know, I, I don't buy into all this. You should get rid of the manager and it's time to go. Yes, he's making mistakes. Yes, there's fans frustrated that his substitution's tactical. They talk about one-dimensional. That's only one. He only knows one way to play, but he's still up there. He's sitting mm. in second. If he wins on Saturday, he's level points with Celtic at the top of the league. I think Rangers fans would have bit your hand off for that. Uh, Scott, what are the main selection dilemmas facing the manager on Saturday? Then, for instance, let's kick off with left back. Who would you play there? Um. Wallace You'd go for Wallace would you? Andy Halliday had a good game yesterday I've got to give him that But I think Wallace carries the far superior And I think he'll handle Celtic Better than Andy Halliday will so I, th- I, I, I think in terms of that I would go Wallace as well Now I know he's not played for a year <clears throat> But Started Started for a year But I think in terms of his pace as well you know, once he opens those legs, he can going forward. He's a threat, but when you're playing against somebody like James Forrest, and James Forrest is so quick over the ground, I think you need someone who can actually get back at him and get a tackle in. I think if Halliday plays, Forrest goes by him, and Halliday won't get back anywhere near him. I, I mean, think... not not many keep up with James Forrest in, in full flow, but th- does does Wallace give you the best chance of doing that, Gordon? I think Wallace is better suited for the position. My big concern. And have we, have we just started disregarding John Flanagan altogether? Is that that not an option um, for you? I, th- I think that the Rangers fans would be a bit concerned if Flanagan come in at left back against Forrest. Um, I think it's Halliday or Wallace, and I do believe that. If both had the same amount of games I would pick Wallace all day long I don't think Andy Halliday I watched him yesterday against Hibs Against, um, you know, good good play Boyle and people like that Good pace and everything about him He handled it very well Yes, Mark says that he get caught for a header That can happen to any fullback. Um So, just the fact that Wallace has only played 60 minutes 
He's not played He's not started again Since September 2017 Again to the biggest game Of the mm. season Against a guy Who's banging for him I think it's a massive ask I think he'll go with Halliday Okay thanks to Scott In Govan Let's hear a bit from Stephen Robinson He says he's never seen The like in football Three defenders Had to go off injured Within a five minute spell All head knocks All taken to hospital Charles Dunn Carl McHugh And Christian Mbulu and of course, it led to Muddle losing 1-0 at home to Kilmarnock. Curtis Main was also sent off, and Robinson says the striker let him down. In terms of bad luck, yeah, I mean, you losing the three boys in the space of about five minutes was... Um, I don't think I've ever experienced anything. They can't say you learn all the time in management, so... Um, like, I have to give credit to the players that were on the pitch because they give me absolutely everything today. Um, listen, we're not we're, we're not happy with losing the game, of course not. We lost, actually lost the game to a cross. You know, it's, it's a mishit cross that goes in. Um, there's, there's nothing in the game at all. Did we create enough? Maybe not, but we we tried to move the ball about. We were brave, um, and the boys that were on the pitch gave me absolutely everything they had. You know, that's a group of boys playing for me, playing for the staff. Um, Curtis May let us down completely today. I'm, I'm really cross what you know, a lack of discipline. He probably should have been sent off for the first defence. So absolutely no complaints. Referee got it right. Um, but the boys that stayed on the pitch, they never. It's easy to give in with adversity with the three centre halves going on. Simple to give in. Simple to down tools, and they didn't do that. So that's a a real pleasing aspect for me. And you've seen the crowd get behind them because of that. There um, on Saturday, you know that we didn't have that even with eleven men. So that's a pleasing aspect. The result is obviously something we're not happy with. Um, We've we've got a big game now coming up, so if any of you want to play centre half, you're very welcome. Ever heard anything like that in your long career? Ne- Three injuries inside twenty eight minutes, Thank all to defenders, no, all never, to head knocks. Never ever, and uh, it happens when you're down there. Um, he's sitting in eighteen points, Gordon. Uh, I think Motherwell's got enough, but the the sort of a luck that we're getting just now is horrendous. It's a Lanarkshire derby. We know how big that is. At uh, the weekend The manager's sitting up in the stand Because of the suspension Everything at this moment in time Is going wrong at Motherwell But just a, a result somewhere Changes it And you get people coming by That sums Motherwell mm. up just now You know I was listening to the show And I could not believe it Substitution substi- Three players ended up in the hospital It's incredible bad luck The match winning goal for Jordan Jones Did he mean it? Oh come on There's no way man I'm, I'm hearing you know, Jordan, other give, give, Jordan, give us a call if you want to take umbrage with that. Saying, I'm hearing another pundit saying, it, oh, I meant it, and it's terrific. Come on. I mean, I thought Jordan Jones has scored many good goals and he's been terrific this season. And when Fraser said he scored another terrific one, I didn't doubt him for a second until I saw it. And I thought, there's no way. Because Chris Boyd's in the middle. He's obviously trying to cross it and it's went in. But I noticed, I think, on Twitter, Jordan Jones. Said that, uh, yeah. He well, it's hard it. to know if it's tongue in cheek on Twitter, yeah, though, isn't it? You, yeah. you can never tell. Uh, and quite scathing on Curtis Main from Stephen Robinson. Under no, you know, he says he, he's let me down. He should have been sent off for the first incident. Um, and I'm very cross with him. <laughs> Listen, I, I, I mean, I watched the incident and I think the referee's got it spot on. I mean, Curtis Main should have been booked for the tackle, which he was. But when he gets up and Stephen O'Donnell bounces up, there's no need. To, to do what Curtis Main did uh, And Motherwell Going through a hard enough time Without losing a guy like him So Like Gordon says When you're down there Everything seems to go against you And the trouble is That's mm. how managers Lose their job And they look back In periods like this And go I mean Everything just went against us My hands were tied And I, I do feel for Stephen Robertson Because one thing Losing games And you get your tactics wrong And people criticise you 
But when you're losing games, when you're getting three guys injured with the same injury and a guy sent off is, is hard to take. You might get a game on Saturday in the big derby. Oh, I'd love to. I'd yeah. love Career to. Career highlight for you. Colours and really, I would give <laughs> Amber and Claret. Yeah, Claret um, and Amber. Okay, we're looking for the players who scored the opening league goal of this season for their team in the Scottish Premiership. So Tom Rogic got Celtics, Bruce Anderson got Aberdeens, James Tavernier got Rangers. Right, we're going to have a little guess here. Mullen at St Mirren. Yes. I was Mark had described the goal I described the goal But he got the scorer So Danny it was Mullen. good team And we're going to go for two For the price of one Because we, we like a bargain Livingston Miller Kenny or Lee That's a two for a one <laughs> I'm going to make you pick one of them Oh no I'll go for Lee No Oh God I'm the captain Kenny No <laughs> 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 you two are so transparent Honestly you can see it coming a mile away It was none of them Alright let's speak to Alan and Clyde Bank Hi Alan Hi there What's your point tonight Alan? It's just uh, the line up against Celtic on Saturday Right what are your suggestions? Uh, so in goals McGregor mm-hmm. uh, Right back John Flanagan Two centre backs Katich and Goldson Left back Wallace Holding midfielder I'd play Ross McCrory in front of him I'd play Candias And Ryan Jack Right wing I'd play Tavernier right, uh, Left wing I'd play Glenn Middleton And striker I'd play Morelos Which I thought was I mean I certainly like it It's imaginative Gordon He's, he's thought yeah. it through What about what those suggestions? Who's your subs? I'm all kidding <laughs> no, I'm all kidding um, That'll never be the team uh, Tavernier will play Right back um, Big decision Who plays I, I think it depends on Who's fit Gordon I know that it's not a, it's not a game that you can get into and just start throwing names about in different positions and experiment because you will get an absolute doing. You looked at Celtic, for instance, who's had a team that's been together for years, went to Easter Road, changed their formation, put two wing-backs out there, and they were all over the place. So I don't think that Steven Gerrard will experiment in formations, or anything like that He'll get his guys That have been playing Week in, week out On there And then see who's fit And who can play And then he'll fill in the gaps Alan is this based on The fact And I'm guessing here That you think Tavernier Is better going forward Than he is at defending Is that where this comes from? Uh, yeah he's got, he's got a good crossing ability And he can take on men But I'd just say John Flanagan Is probably going the better option For Saturday Listen it. Wallace Wallace better option Like I think he'll Able to catch up with Forrest. Think he's got the legs, even though he's been out for a good year. But Alan, I can see your point about the right back situation. I, I, I mean, you played there. Is it not? Is it not completely different in terms of body shape and where you pick yeah. the ball up, and yeah. you don't have the full pitch in front of you? And yeah, as yeah, that. But um, there's no doubt about Tavernier does his best work from the halfway line uh, into the attacking half uh, defensively. I mean, just having a chat with Gordon off there. There, Tavernier looks like he can't be bothered defending. Whether Flanagan. As a defender uh, I don't think he looks comfortable At left back But there's no doubt He can play right back And who's going to be facing On Saturday He's going to be up against An out and out winger So Every time Tavernier's played mm. Right back against Celtic he's He's been an empty jersey Thank you to Alan and Clyde Bank Any more on the teaser? I'll, I'll try your favourite St Johnston Watt Tony Watt Tony Watt Yes Versus Hibs I've got a good one Go for it Hearing 
against Hamilton. Yes. Your memory is, is your memory is better than I imagined. You've got one, two, three, four, five, six. You've got half the league. You've got half the league still to go. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Win the compensation you deserve. Talk to Thompson's.com. Still some serious work to be done on the full time teaser for Mark Wilson and Gordon DL. Uh, if you've got a good question, please do send it in. We'd love to get it on and try uh, and fool the guys with it. So it's fulltime at Clyde1.com. That's the address you need. Fulltime at Clyde1.com. John sent this one in. And he's looking for the 12 players who scored the first goal of the league season For each team in our Premiership For instance, Tom Rogic got Celtics uh, Bruce Anderson got Aberdeens Peter Haring got the one for Hearts James Tavernier for Rangers Tony Watt for St Johnson Danny Mullen for St Mirren What have you got during the break? Uh, well, well, when you I, 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 well Listen, I'm coming up with the games to be, I remember the games Gordon's well the scores, is it, right? so, okay. uh, so scorers, yeah. Explain your thinking to me then So Hibs beat Motherwell 3-0 in the opening day And Marlon was the first goal scorer I remember it well Yes Brilliant Stevie Marlon Hibs there. against Motherwell Get in there Right keep going Keep going um, Motherwell won They obviously didn't score in the opening day Okay, but the next game was against Rangers. Which I, was I am three. I am genuinely us? impressed by you two, and that believe me, I don't even know if that's ever <laughs> happened before. No offense, but I couldn't get the goal scorer. Yeah, but my sidekick here yeah. stepped up. Everybody thought it was Curtis Main, but it was the one that was a catcher's goals and slip. Johnson chipped him. Go, we were up. We're <laughs> celebrating. Danny Johnson. Danny Johnston. Yes, brilliant. Very, very well done. I think is that us? Do we get anywhere? You've got four more to get You've still not got Dundee's scorer oh, Hamilton's no. Kilmarnock's Or Livingston's Oh Kilmarnock must be easy Kelly Kelly aye It must be How must it be easy? Well Jordan Jones No scores. That was his first of the season I think at the weekend Yeah I, I see sometimes Who were they playing so They were playing St Johnson In Brothy's scores it wasn't Eamon Brophy either If that's what you're muttering Over there it helps If you can say it a bit louder Chris Boyd nope. Boydie 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 I'll, uh, No Scott Boyd Scott Boyd Scott Boyd Was it? Yes <laughs> <laughs> No oh way Get in there Boydie That's magnificent I'll be honest I'm taking half the credit for that oh. I had that down as One of the ones that you would never get I had it down as one of the ones That you had oh. no chance of getting So what are we, what are we looking for? Um, Dundee Three Hamilton and Livingston Plenty of time to get them So well, let's leave that there Davey is in Pollock What's in your mind tonight Davey? Uh, just uh, I've no fear factor at Highbrook's anymore It's right out of the team totally No teams worry about Rangers anymore Two points if you don't mind And the other one The other point I'd like to make Is about a loan signings But yeah. there's no fear factor When you go to Even with Dundee at home Against 10 men No fear factor they, they stuck out 10 men for a big duration of the game Got a draw yeah, That wasn't Highbrook's though I thought you were talking uh, yeah, about uh, Ibrooks. Of course, of course. But it's uh, a one it's a one dimensional team. It's a one dimensional team and they play the same formation every single week. And other teams now are reading that, like Brendan Rogers and that and I'd read Saturday coming the, the game, honestly. Doesn't matter who plays. If the Rangers don't attack Celtic and they sit back the way they've done at Parkhead, and let's be honest about it, Rangers should have lost about four or five goals that day and they didn't. It came away with a 1-0 defeat And that was a, that was a, a shock mm. in the sky for everybody Right, let's right, look at that first, Davey, then And we will get your second point And make sure we, we do that before the end of the show Gordon, what about this home form then? Because if you go back a couple of months 
On this show We were discussing how Rangers Were completely transformed at mm-hmm. home And they were so different Last season they, they chucked points away Left, right and centre They weren't doing it this season They looked so much better at home They were starting games quick They were scoring early They were battering teams like Mother 7 If you look recently though The last three top six teams to visit Have been Hibs Hibs, yeah, Aberdeen Aberdeen and Kilmarnock, Kilmarnock Rangers yeah. haven't won any of them No So what, what, where, where are you In your assessment Of their home I, form then I'm probably the same As the Rangers manager I, You can't put your finger on it Because At the beginning of the season They were They were tremendous at home They were playing Quick football You know They were When the minute they get the goal They always got seem to have an early goal in them And then they kept going And kept their foot on the accelerator They were giving teams A hard hard time I think teams are starting To now say Right You're right I think The, the caller's right I think that Teams are working out how to play them. Um, and I think that teams are now not frightened to go to Ibrox. And Neil Lennon, for instance, yesterday, okay, he does it all the time, but played two strikers. Mm. And every 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 uh, substitution was a positive one. And Rangers fans are, you know, having a go at Steven Gerrard because of his substitutions. He's leaving it too late. Um yeah, the, the forum's dipped, you've got to say. But I must, I haven't been to Ibrox for a, a, you know, a few games. Um, and yesterday, just listen to the noise, the expectation, everybody round about the club. I just think there's a lot, a lot of pressure on it. I think some of the Rangers players just now are starting to feel the pressure as well. And I think the Rangers manager but, will certainly feel it on Saturday because Rangers fans will be demanding... A win but against he's, he's got one player on the bench who has dealt with that expectation over the years and came up with some big goals, and that's Kyle Lafferty. You know, and you think if Steven Gerrard, if it's not working, and if what Gordon and, and Davies saying that teams have sussed out how to play against Rangers in their formation, well, why not stick on Kyle Lafferty as a partner for Morelos and, and drop one of the midfielders and go to a four? You know, why not change it up? But Steven Gerrard seems to have found this 4-3-3 formation at the start of the season and he refuses to budge from it. Um, I, I figured this out very quickly. It could be wrong, but it should at least be close. So they've dropped seven points at home this season. By this stage, last season at home, they had dropped 16. So, I mean, it's, it's better, clearly. It is better, Gordon, and it was better at the beginning. But still not as good as some fans would like, obviously. Of course, and you will never please all fans. We've had phone calls yesterday, tonight, and... Criticising the manager And they're quite entitled to They go They pay their money They're entitled to their opinion um, But there's a lot of Rangers supporters Out there happy right, With what's happening at Rangers. We are running out of time Davey So make the next point Quite quick if you can The next point is is uh, The loan players They're all going to Go back to their own clubs And we're allowing players Like Lewis Halkett Livingston We're allowing players Like Dockery Go down to uh, Scunthorpe why no had it? Why no would it could we have kept some of these players, especially uh, Dockery and the young boys playing up front with uh, Livingston? Hardy. Hardy. Why didn't we keep them and and bring them through, bring the youth through, the same as mm. any other team does? And now that we're going to have Kent, Kubali, and other players that's in going back, and they, they'll be away at the yeah. end of the season. And we need to start again We right. need to start fresh again We're going to have to leave that there Davey We got the gist of the point I don't really have time to, to get a long answer off the guys Because you've still got work to do in the teaser We're looking for Dundee, Livingston and Hamilton Their first league scorers 
of the season You were at the Celtic Livingston game Gordon Yeah So who scored for Livy? I've got it Tell me then Scott Robertson Yep Get in there <laughs> Oh it makes me sick <laughs> when you get the answers right I hate it Boom 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 Right okay Dundee <laughs> and Hamilton Dundee, done. if Dundee serves me right, uh, memory serves me right. They didn't score for a good while, did they? Um, they they went through games. Play in the opening uh, game. Dundee is going to be a cracker, right? Who plays Hamilton? Um, no, no. The Hamilton one should be easier. Uh, Emery, um, Bingham, uh, the other uh, Michael Miller. Yes, Bro, Michael yeah. Miller. If you get this Dundee one in one go, I'll buy you both lunch. Right, I'll tell Tomorrow, you what. I'll anywhere I'll you want. Tell you what, if I, you get it right, I know somebody's texted you and told I, you. I swear, nobody. My phone's in my phone's in my pocket, right? Because I think it come up in the quiz. What's the lad in the middle of the park? In Montala or something? <laughs> it's him. You're not yeah. getting lunch. <laughs> <laughs> You're not getting lunch. Absolutely not. Steward's inquiry. That's he's cheating. There's no doubt about it. Thank you, Gordon DL and Mark Wilson, for joining me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Uh, we will be back tomorrow night from. Six o'clock, your final chance The final build-up to a huge weekend Of derbies in Scotland Hugh Keevans will be here As will Derek Johnson Do not miss it Stay where you are though Because Ryan Borthwick is up next